Previously on the Reroll Podcast, the meeting plans go astray. Fucking idiots should have ran like I told them to, leaving me to be the only one that shows up. Where's Flint? Walking Groth into a prison of sorts with the enemy. I don't know if he's on our side anymore. Star, we can't. We're definitely not ready to face an Inquisitor, and whatever hell's come with that. Flint makes a show of taking Groth in. Rough him up. All right. I'm gonna make this look real. The ironic thing, giant, is I don't even have to ask you any questions. I just have to wait until the Inquisitor gets here tomorrow. The dwarf manages to get a letter out to a mysterious recipient. Cornell, things are heating up in Brambleton. They're looking for someone, and now there's an Inquisitor coming. Bo loses his bearings, but finds potential allies. Shadow. You're quite a ways from town at this point, I think. And you're face to face with this bare humanoid. You may call me Razorclaw. We have a lot to talk about. I'm Tara. Shadow is able to shake her pursuers. I think that I am going to use like my minor illusion to make the sound of movement in the brush. But in doing so, she makes a chilling discovery. As you peer into Yelena's tent and see one giant known as Hogoth. What could Hogoth's reappearance here mean? Will Groth's imprisonment endanger the resistance? And will Bo's new friends help us? Hopefully we'll get a chance to find out. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back to the goddamn Reroll Podcast. Tanner's mad. <laughs> you know, I just I I love technology. My favorite part is that it works the first time exactly the way it's intended to. And it when you get the you. settings right, it stays that way forever <laughs> and never for any reason or no reason at all reverts to fuckery. Hey, someone should invent something that does that. Reverts to fuckery? No, yes. it actually stays on how it's supposed to. No, no. Well, I mean, your advertising profile no, works exactly as intended. That's true. There's a lot of money that goes into that, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it, we, already, we already bought these microphones, like they already have the money there. If anybody There's can make money to be made. a microphone that just works with a computer <laughs> and just isn't like, I want to take the voice that's being inputted and make it sound unintelligible and like a horrific screech of a dying bat that would be um, i would spend money on to that be product. fair i would definitely put the blame more on windows than i would yeah it's probably the hardware most of the time yeah well, like alternatively maybe if someone invented uh, a group of say six people to do a podcast that weren't all completely fucking just awful and people? horrible and idiots uh, maybe that I would be really good classify too. Classify us as people. Like, <laughs> I was taking a, it a bit a, far. A stretch, yeah. Uh, it's a good a group of six feral animals that are slightly <laughs> less feral. I'm already mad. I don't want to go madder, but I can. Matter. <laughs> More What's matter. matter, Tanner. What about mad in? Can you go I'm mad in? Sure you, <laughs> sure, you haven't just embraced the fact that you really do. I'm going. Stop oh pulling at your eyeballs. I'm, I'm going to pull out every single tooth I have and mail it to you in individual packages. I'm going to spend... Well, good luck. They're turning away packages for no fucking reason out here, so good luck. I'm going to spend dozens of dollars on postage 
just to send you. That's a lot of money on postage. I've needed a new necklace. You idiot! How expensive stamps are. I don't have a full set of teeth. It's only going to be like a couple dozen dollars. Can you just send me the front too? We'll call it a gas extension. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, Oh, I'm going to kill your character today. (laughs) I don't even care if you're in danger. It's going to be like you have a heart attack because you have a rare genetic heart disorder that runs in your (laughs) aneurysms. Man, brain aneurysms—they can get you anytime. Roll a constitution save. If it's under 400, you die. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, what's the challenge rating on a fucking brain aneurysm? <laughs> okay. Ayla, I think you had a good icebreaker. Uh, we don't have to do it now. <laughs> since we already <laughs> talked for a good amount of time, but we can. You want. Let's, let's break the fucking ice. Okay. Favorite... D&D accessory. Butt plug with a bottle opener. God damn. <laughs> what a bard. <sighs> I want to ask how that's related to D&D, but I won't. Don't ask. I just move on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to explain it. It's not even worth it. If you don't get it, then you never will. What side's the bottle opener on? <laughs> <laughs> Any side you want. <laughs> I think a couple different configurations of butt plug bottle openers that would be rather uncomfortable. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, for my accessories, I I literally just have like a set of dice, and that's actually it. I've been meaning to expand my collection a little bit more, but too many things to pick know, from. Perpetually unpacking a house makes that difficult. It's true. I have a fuck ton of dice. I have a really cool wormwood dice fault that you gave me Ayla uh, that says Groomish on it which was the name of the cleric I played in one of our games um, love Groomish love Groomish he was a real one yeah dude took a 60 foot fall to save our lives yeah no it was a 100 <laughs> foot fall it was a 100 foot and fall. he survived and, and you guys just survived. drug him through the rest of the dungeon <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was missing an arm and a leg and an eye when he came out the other side no, he was already yeah. missing. He was already missing the eye. The eye. Yeah. He, he was missing was... an arm and a leg, basically, when he came Pretty out. Much. I have a um, video somewhere in my phone of Tanner walking uh, around the house in a robe with a uh, box of Budweiser on his foot and covering one eye, and I'm pretty sure he's hammered, and he's just going, Groomish! <laughs> just stomping around. I, I meant to send it to the Discord for a while, but uh, it's a good one. Just getting in character. <laughs> the, the war horn is just like the war oh horn. the war horn. Yeah, I forgot oh, about the war horn. You guys want to see the war horn? You miss it? You still have it? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. The time. Just, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, that makes for me... context. Anybody listening to this, it was it's really important to understand that this thing would only come we'll out when like it. everybody slash Tanner was like really drunk, like, and then it just wouldn't <laughs> yeah. stop. Like, well, no, he like blacked out. He literally was blowing it nonstop, and we're all having like a party or like. Or just a small gathering of like friends, and we were all. I remember me and Octavia specifically were talking, and I was like, I can't fucking hear you. And Tanner's in the corner, going like, Mer! and it's like, it's like I was like, we're hiding that as soon as he stops, and like, we did, and it, it was better. <laughs> but I also remember a night where that was the shot horn, though. You just blow it every time. We yeah, were a shot. yeah, that was uh, fun. That but was when the, he, yeah, that's how we summoned. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the game night horn. Like we're we're doing foosball, also we're doing D and D, we're doing beer pong, we're doing shots. 
Mm-hmm. Well, is Tanner Blue is we're disappointing our parents. I did blow my horn a lot, and and the thing the listener needs to understand is this is not like a prop. This is like I got my tax return one year and spent like two hundred dollars to get <laughs> right. an authentic, like authentic cattle. Bone. Yeah, it's a yeah. cattle horn from Sweden, <laughs> and, it's and it's fucking. We'll take a picture and post it to the Instagram. Yeah. So actually, yeah. uh, speaking Ryan, of that. The Horn oh, of Ryan Groomish. sent me this for my birthday. It's a, it's like a meme. Ooh, that looks like cool. Okay, we'll post that, yeah. that one yeah, too. Yeah. Please tell me yeah, you have yeah. a sconce for it. Yeah. Well, not what like a like a stand. Yeah. A wall sconce. Yeah. No, it's it's no, it doesn't have a wall a wall sconce thing, but it has like a little like stand thing up here that it's sitting on. Zane's setup get... is actually really cool, but you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah, I'm not special enough. I know. I don't have a. Told me a hundred times. A war horn, but like. Some tankards and like goblets that are pretty fun that we used to use for our D and D group. Oh we yeah, we played in person. Oh, four hundred years ago. Yeah. Also, speaking of your super cool horns and stuff, I was at a antique shop the other day, and there was actually a metal like pointed helmet with uh, cattle horns coming out of the sides, and it was oh, like yeah. that's cool. I think they only wanted like thirty five bucks for it, and it looked janky as hell. But I was like, this fits our party perfectly. I would have bought <laughs> it for sure. I know. I do feel like if we're talking about D&D accessories, I have to call out some of my dice artists that I've bought dice from. Ooh, yeah. Do it. Uh, Dispel Dice has given me quite a few dice. Fawcett and Fern, which is a local one that I like. Ooh. I also have some from the Splinter Tree and I think it was Dice Hawaii. Dice Hawaii. You should yeah. put those in our uh, Discord so we can all look at them because I want to. I think I've shown mm-hmm. to you before, but I can do that at some point. Yeah. Do a little dice photo shoot. <laughs> I think my favorite, not explicitly D&D, but it came out during D&D uh, item that I did have was a, uh, it was a pipe that we called the battle axe because it was shaped like a battle axe. Hell yeah. That, that thing, thing was, was pretty dope. sick. Oh yeah. That. that sounds cool. I forgot about that. I think it's still somewhere in my stuff, um, actually. It's still in Washington, though, because if we brought was, it to Texas, I'd be in trouble. That was so yeah. cool. I completely forgot that you had that. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. Oh, Go my ahead. favorite thing. I want to answer my own question. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is the opal dice that you got me and that broke, and then you replaced them, and they're really expensive, but you did anyway because I cried when they broke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, here's a pro tip to any of you who buy gem dice. Get, like, a heavy-duty container that keeps them in place, because they will chip against each other. Ours are from Wormwood, oh, yeah, and they're, they have, like, padding in there, so they don't touch or clink, clock together, because rare, like, or not rare, but um, gemstone dice can be very fragile. And I had them just in a bag together, and that's why they, they ended up getting broken the first time. So... Was this somebody talking about getting like a, was it a very, very large D100? Oh, I have one. D1000. I have a D100 that's like the size of a baseball. And it's metal. I think somebody was talking about like, it was a while ago when we were all actually playing in person Mm. um, at the house, but I think somebody was talking about getting like a D1000 for some reason. It's like the size of like a basketball. Damn. I just oh, think it's cool. like when you have to roll, I think you just fucking like slam it on the table or something. I don't know. It will never stop rolling. <laughs> my D100 sounds like it's going to break through my desk. Nice. We tried to use it on a recording of uh, Delta <laughs> Green. Did not go. Did not go <laughs> everything out. <laughs> Which I think by the time this episode airs, our Delta Green show will have been released. But if not. Check it out. 
Surprise! Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Probably need music for that, huh? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Flint, shut up. I will. Speaking of... Fuck Flint. This is real life. Speaking of Flint shutting up. Oh, I'd also like to... Flint's definitely not going to shut up. I don't know if it's still in effect, but... Um, Apologize to the viewers. Flint was supposed to be high as fuck on arcane dust for yeah. the entire chase sequence, and he wasn't. Oh, I forgot so. about that. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, forgot about we that. Do. My head <laughs> canon that. is that you have a tolerance to arcane dust because you're a fucking fiend. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you can smoke milk yep. gars, he's like, oh, this was cut with baking soda <laughs> off the Barbie mirror that I you got the weak you. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <Barbie> you. <laughs> well, speaking of. Well, D&D, that made the transition easy this week. <laughs> let's, uh, let's focus back into our characters. In fact, and I think we're going to pick up the same night as everything's going on, because there's a couple things we have yet to wrap up. In fact... Such as? Bo, you are following this large, bear-like creature, um... Again, heavily resembling a bear, grayish fur, but walking on two feet, wielding, I believe I said, a large, ornate quarterstaff. And he is over seven feet tall, thick arms, size of logs, and he is accompanied by a younger uh, woman who is human by all intents and purposes, somebody you very well might have seen in Brambleton, uh, who is carrying a short bow, and he's walking along the path of this dense bramble that that acts as sort of a a wall. It's like a thick maze, uh, if you want to view it in that context. Um, And he's walking along, tracing his paw through it, just sort of ripping it slightly as a sort of playful gesture and and the woman is pretty close to you and she says I know he can be intimidating but this creature saved my life I think we can trust him how long have you known each other A a few hours I you're from Brambleton right uh, came from there, not necessarily from there, but yeah, for now. I was kicked out of my home earlier by the Empire. Some dwarf came in and stabbed himself and shooed me out of my house. It was really a strange experience. I ran in, in here. There was a rider searching for me. He, he tried to follow me, but he lost my path. But he found me up again not too long later, and he... He was coming to run me down. This creature... Well... Brutally stopped him. I'd say that's... A good reason to keep him around. Maybe you'd make a good team. I hope so. But if... If he's not who I... As good as I think he is... We'll have to stick together. Okay? Sure. Uh, what is he? Do you know? I can't say. 
Go ahead and give me you a. Can just ask people that. I know it's <laughs> rude. I, I already thought about that before I even said it, but I don't know how else to phrase it. So, go ahead and give me a nature check. I think I think that's a valid question in a world where there's like multiple like planes of existence. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, a five. Yeah, you're you're not quite sure. It's a bear man. Man bear. Okay. A man bear man. Barely a man. Man bear man. A mare. A man man bear. A ban. <laughs> Steve Bannon. No, 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 no. Bear. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I need some money. We're we're building a wall. <laughs> we're building one. <laughs> I, no, that's no, no, no. <laughs> you gave me money. What money? <laughs> Bannon's gone. <laughs> this uh, creature suddenly stops in place. He says, "Here we are." Come now, do not be afraid. Can I insight? Yeah, give me an insight. 18. Nice. He seems to be trying to, you sort of catch that he's hunching over a little bit, bit, trying to shrink himself. He's got his arms rested as his side. He's trying to give off a sense of calm and relaxed. He, and, and you get a genuine sense that he's, not, you don't get any malicious intent from him. You're, it's not really... It's suspicious as being a strange bear leading you somewhere weird in the woods. But outside he's of that... He's like act, actively trying to not be intimidating. Right. He's trying to sort of be a welcoming presence. Did he say where we were going or no? Nope. Then Bo will ask, What is this? Where are we? Oh... This is a safe place to rest for the evening. And he grins as he approaches the wall of dense brush and bramble ahead of him. And looks back to you and says, Allow me. And he reaches his claw deep into the brush, going in about a foot. And pulls it aside with the ease of somebody pulling a, a cloth curtain. And you see on the other side this beautiful haven of natural wonder. The moonlight from the full moon shines down as fireflies dance in this grove. Old stone pillars are adorned with moss that stand tall in tribute to the timelessness of this kind of divine sight. And I think you recognize that uh, and the beauty and, and serenity to it. Inside, you notice this feminine figure that stands eloquently in a circle of mushrooms that seems to be observing you with this cautious curiosity. Her body is a wondrous weave of foliage and verdure, with a hair of ivy and eyes that shine like diamonds in the moonlight. Come in, come in, I promise. There is no danger or harm that will become you here. Uh... Okay. <laughs> um, can I roll like another nature or something to see what kind of if, what this kind of place is? Yeah. Ah, come on, four. Again, I think you you recognize immediately its beauty and its sort of serenity, but it's it's like nothing you've probably ever seen before. In fact. Do I know what kind of creature or, like, race or this person in the mushroom circle is? 
Uh, rolling over your nature check, I don't think so. Um, clearly, it's a woodland creature, but it doesn't seem to be a beast or anything. Probably look at Tara and be like, shrug and go inside. And she follows after you and the curtain of Bramble closes behind you. And from there, we pivot on over to Starlit Moonbow. It's late, well past midnight. Starlit, we last left you at the meeting with Winthrop and... Who all was there? It was Winthrop... Gator. Gator. Was Olivia there? Or Donovan? Donovan. Donovan, right. Flint's not there, but I'm excited to see how this meeting goes. So we went through it um, a little bit last time, but I think we and me snap back to this meeting. It's a little more of the nitty-gritty, and, and Donovan's kind of looking at the full moon up there, and he looks back to you, Star, and he says, We don't have very much time. We're going to have to get Winthrop back soon. What should our next play be? Well, the last I saw in town, shit was not exactly going smoothly with the rest of the party. I suppose we'll need some way to ferry out information between here and the... I mean, I guess the bar that I think is going to be our best sort of option at this point. We would have to do it pretty much right under the soldiers' noses, but from what we've been told, no one is allowed in or out of this the town. It's going to be very dangerous, but I'm kind of... I'll be honest with you, I'm playing it by ear at this point. I don't know where anyone else is. With an Inquisitor coming, should we lay low? I can... I know Olivia can get close to the town... Close enough, at least, to make contact and keep an open line of communication, but anybody else, we risk being compromised. And once that Inquisitor gets here, if they have Groth, it's only a matter of time before they find the lab. Yes, I believe... Perhaps moving to the Goblin Den may be in our best interest, at least for the moment, because we don't know what's going to happen on that front. But I do not think it's a smart idea to have everyone be there. And if we are going to move, we need to not make it obvious the direction that we're going. It needs to look like we went further away, perhaps, but... Gator don't think we can move all them people without leaving a trail. Gator think that's a lot to move again. I mean, truthfully, I can't give you a whole lot of direction. It's, if they find you, it's over. So it, something must be done. What that might be, I'm not sure. You guys do have a big-ass spider, but. All right. We'll tighten our our watches and and expand our, our patrols. Hopefully we can, if... If things do go wrong, hopefully we can see it coming. I'll have Olivia. If things go wrong, do not let anyone leave alive. 
Kill the, everybody in the lab. Kill okay. everyone in the lab. Kill all the people. <laughs> You're supposed to be the only one there. Run away. That's it. That's what we need you to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I killed all the rebels before you got here. <laughs> we will make plans to be ready to evacuate, but I think Gator does have a point. We won't be able to move everything without being very obvious. We'll have to leave a lot behind. I mean, it is possible that they won't even find it, and it may just be a temporary move, but until we know that for sure, I mean, our options are move, make a distraction far, far away so that they're more inclined to go in opposite direction, but you would still have to likely sacrifice some people. And, I mean, in experience, nobody's generally willing to do that, and I don't think we can afford to lose anyone at this point. I would never want that to happen, but that's it's a suggestion. Miss Winthrop pipes up and she says, In the meantime, Hannah disposes of the outhouse waste near the Tybalt, uh, far past the mill, by the hollow oak tree. Maybe, maybe Olivia can meet there once in the morning and once in the evening, and we can send Hannah, and that way we can have a network of contact. Dump one bucket of human feces for all's clear and two buckets for no, it's not. <laughs> oh god, she dumped three buckets. What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> Check the charts! <laughs> In the meantime, I think I have to go back. Indeed. Keep us in the loop. We'll go with that plan for now. I'll try and get back in touch with everyone and see if there's some way we can worm out of this. It's going to be hard, but perhaps we can make it work. Are you going back to town, Star? Perhaps things would look suspicious if I didn't go back, so I suppose I'll make my way back with you. Stay safe, you two. We'll head back to the lab. And Star, as I understand, uh, Kella has something for you regarding the, the sample, so if you can pull yourself away soon, you should talk to her. I will try my best. You guys kind of shake hands and we fade out. We fade on in to Shadow. Last we left Shadow, you were at the edge of Yelena Boar's camp. Got a strange glimpse at a former, well, not former, at a uh, enemy that you have faced already. What, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I think that Shadow is filling her invisibility, fading, and is going to try to move into like a better hiding spot. Um... And is getting a little desperate to find Groth at this point. So she's going to be like, kill him. I need your help to find Groth. And then she's just going to start like kind of slowly spinning in a circle and casting message, trying to get Groth and like seeing if she can ping him and just be like, Groth? Groth? 
Uh, let me look at the spell message. I have to be within 120 feet. Is it blocked by like wood or? No. This is kind of a vague, like, kind of your ruling. Like, the first part says you point your finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. The target hears the message. The second part does say, like, you can go through solid objects if you're familiar with the target and know it's beyond the barrier. So I don't, if you want to rule that it doesn't work because of that. Yeah, I think you don't really know where he is, so it's not going to, you're not going to be able to penetrate any barriers. So, spinning around and around and around, you try over and over. No um, Next thing I do is I'm going to try to see if I can pillage some sort of uniform from the uh, Black Reach Empire. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Thirteen. I think with a thirteen, you see that in, arranged in these tents in this sort of campground area, um, there are several foot lockers in each pretty much uniform, smaller military tent. They are likely to have a uniform in there. Otherwise, you're not quite sure. Maybe there'd be some in the mill, but that is heavily guarded. Okay, whatever looks like the easier target, I'm going to try to get. Okay. Roll a stealth check. So, with a reroll, do I get the better of the two, or do I have to take the second one? Better of the two. You give yourself advantage. Okay, I'm going to take it. Okay. The reroll, I mean. One more time. 14. You find yourself sneaking in between tents. It's maybe one in the morning, two in the morning. Full moon is above you. Giving some light, but not very much. There's a dwindling fire in the center of this tent complex that is faintly glowing with a guard stirring it. There's another guard or two roaming around, but not very many. A lot of people are asleep. There's this sort of cacophony of snoring happening from all sorts of different tents. And you're walking along the darkness in the edge of uh, the campground. And you see a chest that looks to be unlocked. Sneaking forward, you see it in the mouth of this tent. And right on the other side, in a bedroll, is a larger black reach. Larger as in taller. He's tall and athletic, actually. Um, Blackreach soldier who is sleeping uh, seemingly undressed his uniform is right beside him folded neatly it's like a little leather armor suit wait cool, this dude. is a big suit yeah are you looking for a child size one I'm looking for one that I could kind of fit into <laughs> You are a small elf child. <laughs> what about like a? Are there? Any, have I seen any gnomes or halflings? Blackreach is notably xenophobic. 
Even as gnomes and halflings? She's also a child. She might not <laughs> understand that she would stick out like a sore thumb in a uniform. She might think she's being kind of smart. But I think Shadow might also be smarter. I don't know. Well, I think she knows what fits her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I don't think there's like... an easily available small set of soldiers' clothes. Shit. I didn't think about that. Uh, um... <laughs> okay. Is there a cloak that she could put on that looks like an, a Blackridge cloak? Sure. Or maybe just cuts off the bottom of one? Sure, there's there's a cloak under his armor there. And does he, his armor have, like, some sort of insignia I could just take off and put on? Like, It has an insignia sewed into it, so you would have to... You I'm could remove it, it but yeah. Do we, you would probably stand... It would probably stand reason to take the armor here and cut it out somewhere else. Okay, I just take it and then go into the bushes. Oh, why don't you hold on there, Latara? Okay, sorry. Give me a slide of hand roll. She okay. slits his throat, too. She doesn't Honestly, that. that's the easier way to do this. <laughs> I mean, if she thought it would work, she's not strong enough to just slit some giant person's throat. I don't know. I mean, no matter how jacked you are, your neck's still just a neck. You can get a knife in there. He does a lot of sure. neck workouts. But with D&D rules, I couldn't actually just slit this guy's throat. He has just yeah, this yeah. insanely muscular <laughs> he's neck. He's got a six-pack on his neck. <laughs> uh, that is a eleven. He's nice. sleeping, though. I mean, if you're sleeping, aren't you, like, technically prone? <laughs> advantage on the six-pack. Yes, back. advantage on my D4 roll, sure. I imagine he's, like, flexing his neck, like, <gasps> But I mean, like, perception-wise for my sleight of hand. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't that high. All right. Here's, here's what I think. I think with an 11, you grab the cloak, and you're slowly, like, pulling it from under like the boots and armor and everything and it gets to a point of where it like sort of jiggles the boot a little bit and the man stirs just like <laughs> and rolls to his side and readjusts and you have the cloak you can give another attempt to get the insi- the chest piece with the insignia but it's gonna be where is the chest piece huh can you explain to me where the chest piece is again it's it's like in a pile around here we had like the cloak and everything the boots on top of it it's all but it's like under him no it's right next to him these are small tents that hold like a sleeping roll and like a chest at the end okay. of it so it's just as easy to grab it as it is to like cut it off i mean sitting there and sawing off an emblem would probably i mean it's like not you. like under something where i'm like pulling it out like the cloak was no okay it's a higher dc you said for this one Higher DC because he's a little stirred. Going for it. Okay. She kind of like stops and like pauses and waits and then he starts snoring again and she's going to try again. Uh, 16 on that one. You grab it and the second your hand touches it, you are just filled with this sense of success and you quickly grab it and dart away from the tent into the night. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Once she is in a spot that's kind of hidden, she's going to pull out her disguise kit and like start like cutting out the insignia and trying to get it on her. Keeping in mind it is kind of dark so she doesn't need to be necessarily perfect. And she's kind of in a hurry because she's losing darkness. Um, and then try to like 
age herself a little bit because I'm sure she's seen like a halfling or a gnome that she could try to make herself look like. Sure. Okay. Do you have to roll for disguise kit or is that just? If you want me to, yeah, that I would roll for that. Give me, give me a roll for it. You want it to be a dex roll? Uh, sure. Dex is fine. Oh shit! Natural one. Great, 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 great. No, it's not natural one. Just not great. Uh, um, let's see. What's my proficiency bonus? That's a nine. Okay, so I think that's actually pretty perfect. It's you. You fix something rough, but the clothes too big. The insignia is probably not really in in relation to your size. It's probably a little jagged from cutting it out with a dagger, or with a you know maybe a pair of scissors in the disguise kit. But it is not perfect. But you have a basic disguise. Okay. You said the mill was heavily guarded. Does Shadow know that? If you head towards the mill, you could see it. Several soldiers outside of it. Can you see? I'm the just mill trying to like head? know Probably if not Shadow even really knows okay. where the mill is. Um, it is the a big feature in the town. So you you could see the water wheel from pretty much anywhere in that town. You, okay. you probably can't see like and the I know mill and outside. I have heard people mention that like there's Black Reach at the mill. Yeah. So since she hasn't found Groth, she's gonna think that he's in a heavily guarded area and start kind of headed that way with purpose like she's patrolling. Okay. Okay. Give Assuming me... she thinks her costume works. Give me a performance roll, I think. Okay. Come on, Dice. Roll better for me. Mm. Yes. 24. Okay, great. That's better. Meanwhile, Flint, we're backing up a little bit in time here. You had just sent a letter off. You were smoking on your union-mandated 15. Middle of the night, moon shining bright above. What's going on with you and Groth over the night? How, so, like, what's the timeline? How, how long ago before, like, Shadow's little espionage thing is this uh well you don't know okay so none of your um, business <laughs> sure i mean yeah that was kind of my plan was that flint was going to sort of like hang out in front of the mill like taking in the night air for I don't know, like an hour or so just sort okay. of smoking and chilling okay great so groth what about you what is i mean i i kind of know your plan for the night but like <laughs> what's going on in your head uh groth is uh groth's probably Praying silently to uh, Azroth. Just kind of like killing his time trying to get closer to his patron. Okay. What do you say in your prayer? Azroth. Oh, I know yes? you. Yes? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Can't come I went to the right park now. and Leave I was really beep, bored. Yeah. And then some guys beat me up, but I like spit on them and it was fine. It's oh, a rough day, Azroth. <laughs> Azroth, I, uh... Oh, no, you put me on the path I'm on for a purpose. I'm just kind of wondering if maybe... Just maybe I could get a little clue as to what that purpose is. 
So no, there's a there's a bit of time for it. Be real obvious here. There's not not a whole lot going on. Give me yes. a sign. The silence is your answer. As always. That's okay. About an hour later. Milkgar is getting pretty short there, Graf. Not a whole lot left to it. Groth. Groth, oh. sorry. Milkgar. Milkgar? <laughs> no. Please. We don't need more. Also, I think you have a fundamental misunderstanding of the Milkgar. The Milkgar is eternal. It doesn't <laughs> run out. I like to think <laughs> you <laughs> smoke it to the butt, and then it's like... <laughs> smokes backwards. It's a new form of torture for Groth. <laughs> Puff on this. Second like hand milk gar. It's like an accordion. Yeah. It goes like. <laughs> <laughs> you pull on it, it like goes in, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> About an hour sitting out there. Puffing on the milk gar. You look down past the sort of patrol of guards down the pathway that leads to the main street of Brambleton and you think to yourself it's kind of an oddly sized guard as shadow you have come to sort of the entrance of the walkway that leads to the where the road from in Brambleton diverges to the mill what are you doing and you see a dwarf and more, most importantly, smell a dwarf sitting out front of the mill as he's illuminated by a campfire um, a few feet away from him, probably like 10 feet away from him. Yeah, Flint's just kind of sitting on like a supply crate that's sort of just like, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 feet to the left of the door. And if you can see in the dark, you can tell Flint's like looking at you, but you don't know if he knows who you are or not. Uh, so he's in front of like a building. Yeah, but the the other two guards are inside, as far as I'm aware. Like he would have found a spot where he could kind of be alone. There's definitely like a rotating patrol of two guards outside, and then there's a guy stoking the fire. But you can find a place where you're a little bit tucked away. But there is a pretty heavy presence of guards outside. Well, and they would definitely know that he's there, too, because they can probably fucking smell him, too. Yeah, yeah, they definitely know. But as far as they're concerned, you know, you're one of the yeah. boys. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shadow, does she recognize that it's Flint? Probably. She's going to message Flint and be like, is uh, Groth nearby? Do you know where Groth is? Um. Yeah, Flint kind of jerks for a second and just ah, and then uh, yeah, yeah, like again with message, I can think stuff back to you, right? You have to whisper it. Okay, that's fine. Um. Yeah, he's inside the mill behind me. Here, uh, meet me around back in like a minute. Okay. And uh, Flint's just gonna stand up and stretch. And if, is anybody really looking at him, paying attention to him? Full, uh, perception. Sure. That's a three. Okay. With the three, you're not <laughs> sure. Um, it doesn't seem like anybody's paying attention, but it's hard to if tell Flint's, in the darkness. 
Yeah, if Flint's not sure, he's just gonna loudly proclaim, I'm gonna go drain the snake boys. We'll be back in a minute. You hear somebody goes, who are the snake boys? <laughs> it's the new band out of Grimholt. I hate them, so I'm gonna drain them. Grimholt or Brunsholt? It's Brunsholt. Yeah. There's two cities. There's Grimholt and Brunsholt. Grim Bruns. Bruns Grim. Bruns Grim. Grim Grim. Grim. The whole Holt. <laughs> Speaking of band names really fast, I just remembered something that happened at work. Um, somebody said the words reasonably priced vengeance and I think that would be a oh. sick ass band name but reasonably priced vengeance that's good mm. okay what are you doing uh, just walking around back behind the mill trying to find a spot back there that's a little bit less populated okay what are you doing shadow uh shadow is going to kind of walk the perimeter before joining him in the back and just kind of see what she can see as far as guards and stuff. Um, while she's doing that, she's also going to sacrifice a first level spell slot to get a sorcery point. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a perception. Um, actually, she's going to sacrifice two. Two spell slots. Um, sorry, one sec. Okay, so she's got back all her sorcery points now. Um, perception. Great roll. Natural one. Nobody's here. Uh, you don't. Yeah, it's it's yeah. dark. You're, I think you're just, as a child, probably a little too impatient <laughs> and tired. Yeah, tired for sure. Um, I will make my way around in that circle to the back to see if I can meet up with Flint. Okay. You guys meet up and keep in mind again, it is like two in the morning, two thirty. Um think about what you're gonna say as we flash back to Bo. Bo, you find yourself in this serene grove with these three strangers. And as you walk in and the thick brush closes behind you, this woodland creature with a voice that sings like birds in the morning looks quizzically to you and says, Welcome, stranger. Welcome to my grove, a place of peace and natural beauty, an ancient place. I wonder why the winds have brought you here on this fateful evening. And she looks up in wonder at the full moon. Um, I want to roll insight. <laughs> yeah, give me an insight. 22. I mean, again, like, just in, in the fact of this creature being seemingly made of wood or bark, hard to tell, but you definitely get a soft sort of genuine feeling from her. She seems enamored with everything around her, and a wild curiosis, curiosity rages in her spirit 
sparkling eyes. She takes her hand and she lightly runs her fingers down the side of her face and says, Ah, I see. Oh, fuck, am I wood? (laughs) (laughs) Wood. And then you turn to wood and die. (laughs) She runs her fingers down the side of your face, getting uncomfortably close, and she says, See the pain in your eyes, my brother. The pain. And sort of brushes your hair back a little bit. The pain of loss in your skin. Has lost the color it once had. And she looks down and fixates on your beads. And she says, Oh, gifts from the mighty Tybalt. Her hands sort of trace underneath them. She stares with this joyous wonder and she says, The river in its everlasting might and wisdom. Gifts beautiful things to beautiful souls. If the Tybalt has judged you to be worthy of its gifts, you are more than happy to enjoy the comforts of my grove. What is this place? And but we'll kind of like back up and kind of like just very kind of off-put that you that this creature knows so much about him but like is still curious um the bear creature puts his large paw on like your back and it takes up about half your back as you sort of back up into him a little bit and he says do not worry young one she is she is a dryad a creature from the face she means you no harm She is on a lot of drugs right now. We took shrooms two hours ago and we're really starting to peak. So be calm, please. Or I'll freak the fuck out. You decided to murder someone on that trip? That sounds fun. You ever seen a dwarf do a drug deal? Have you ever ripped somebody in half or with tripping balls? She's... uh, This feminine creature says... This is my grove. I named it after myself when I was trapped here so long ago. His name is Carl. My name is... (laughs) This is Carl's Grove. (laughs) My name is Inara. It is my pleasure. Ten minutes from downtown, fifteen minutes from the beach, it's prime real estate location. You really can't beat it. There's a Jackson's, but two minutes away. Perfect <laughs> for walking for midnight Dorito runs. Especially when you're on acid. Especially, I don't go there on shrooms since the incident. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow people. <laughs> okay, so we are going to pan on over to Starlet and Mrs. Winthrop. Now, the meeting is over. It's it's late. It's like one thirty two in the morning. There is a few... There is two Blackreach... Two Hellriders, rather, on horseback at either entrance 
of the main road to the town. And then there's a a foot patrol that goes of two soldiers that uh, go around the perimeter of the town. And then there's a they're accompanied with a hell rider as well. So you're in the sticky wicket of having to get Winthrop back into town without invisibility. Um, How would you like to do Were we not, this? like, really close to the edge of the woods? Right no, you guys are... Uh, no, so... Okay, I misunderstood them. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to play in the theater of their mind, but the, the meeting... We could say you guys got there, sure. The edge of the woods next to the bar, but there's definitely some activity over there. There's the patrol that passes, which you could probably time yourself around, but uh, there is probably two union members who are watching the... who have the body of the guy that Groff killed uh, with a blanket over top of him, and they are actually... uh, I don't think there's a morgue here, so they're probably actually digging a hole right now. They're like, fuck it, we'll just bury him here. Is there, like, a curfew in the town? Of some sorts? I'm just wondering, because, like, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be weird for Winthrop to be, like, walking around the street around her bar, necessarily, right? That's true, but not an an official curfew, but you get the sense if you're walking around, you're going to be stopped and questioned. Sure, yeah. All right. Um... You could also, you don't have to enter through this way. You could, you know, go elsewhere in town and try and just, like, find the most penetrable egg entrance in your, or find a place to spend the evening, too. The most penetrable entrance or exit. The most, the most <laughs> entry point to the town. The most attractive orifice into Blackbridge, <laughs> or into uh, Brambleton. Brambleton, yeah. Brambleton's got some nice entry points, too, I gotta say. Been here for a while. Love it. Can I, or I would like to roll a perception to see if there are any, like, animals around, preferably, like, birds, uh, larger birds I'm looking for, but animals in general. Okay, yeah, uh, I, you don't really have to roll for that. We'll say there's an owl in a tree, 15 feet away from you, just looking at you like, who, wait, excuse me, (laughs) whomst, whomst, (laughs) whomst. (laughs) Hoomst <laughs> goes there. Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, pull out uh, your least favorite thing that you've ever given me. Uh, my ring of animal friendship. And <laughs> I want a pet owl right now. That's, That's what I want. That's fair. No, I don't. Um, I would like to cast Speak with Animals on this creature. Okay. Or on myself, I guess. Um, so I can speak with the animal. Hello, friend. Have you been finding yourself well this evening? Yeah, I have. Thanks very much. <laughs> God damn it. I pull out my bow and arrow and kill you. I can't do it as well as you can. Who are you? I haven't talked to like a cat in a while. It's owl. <laughs> no, okay. sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't oh, resist. Fuck. I like. I know. I fucking before. saw it in your eyes. <laughs> I was trying to keep it. Okay. Skank. Okay. What? Sorry. What did you? What did, what did you say? <laughs> I just do the voice again. Oops. <laughs> what brings you to my neck of the woods? 
That was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that was it's hard nice. to do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. What, what was okay. your question? I'm not gonna. Fuck. They sound pretty similar, don't they? Yeah, really yeah. Did you ever tell your dream on the podcast, or did you just? Did I tell you guys my oh, great Romano dream? You didn't. No, because you, you told Zane because you couldn't wait any All right. longer, and then you didn't do it. That'll be our banter next episode. Okay. okay. I think <laughs> I think most of you have heard it, but it's really funny. Um. Okay, what was your... What did you say? Sorry. Uh, I said, uh, Hello, friend. Do you find yourself well this evening? <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> I'm Starlet Moonbow. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about who? Uh, um, uh, if you're asking about myself, I'm... I'm doing all right. Uh, I guess I'm... Wondering if you would be up for, uh, perhaps helping cause a bit of mischief in town. I can't imagine you've been exactly comfortable with all the noise and lights going around lately. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty fucked up, I'll be honest. <laughs> really, like, we used to have quiet hours at 10 around here, now it goes to, like, 11, 11, 15. Yes, yeah, <laughs> shit's getting crazy. I'm just saying, I got, like, 14 kids, I gotta work in the morning. I got 14 <laughs> kids, you know. <laughs> they Not, all look like Muppets. I gotta catch I got 14 kids. I gotta go find them. <laughs> I lost them. I only found two. No rats. I don't know what to do. What's a guy to do around here? You only found who? 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 <laughs> okay, so it says in my adventuring gear I have an oil flask. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Okay. Is it, does it look like it would be something that the owl could carry? Yeah. He's got big ass talons. Okay. What about his regular talons, like on his feet? Small. <laughs> so he's got the ass Small talons. Small and weak talons. compared to the ass talon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. I also, I'm not having fun. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we can be here all fucking night. Let's wrap this owl thing up. Yeah, yeah. What it, so you want the owl to carry the oil? Yes. Um. So, uh, let's see. I think that if... Well, I'm sure you can be silent because that is your way as with hunting small animals as such, but if you can be quiet and if you think you'd be able to get away far enough so that no harm comes to you, uh, perhaps we might... Play a little trick on the beasts running around and acting like they own this town. Need a bit of a distraction. Unfortunately, I have to get back in. I'm thinking if you carry this flask of oil uh, in such a way that all you'd have to do is drop it on one of the guards carrying some sort of torch or sconce, whatever. Uh, maybe we can distract them. For a bit, for a time, so that way I can make my way back into town. Give what do me you say? Being on, being on fire would be pretty distracting. That would be pretty distracting. Give me either a persuasion or an animal handling check. Uh, let's see which one's better. Neither. <laughs> Wait, no animal Could handling. Could she get advantage since she's able to talk with it? Like if sure, I'll give handling? you advantage. Yeah. Uh, I'll give something? You advantage. I'm a nice guy. Thank God. Okay. 
Hey, yo, that was a six or a natural 20. So hey, burr, take burr, burr, your pick. <laughs> All right. So this owl, yeah, I think this owl's like. Sagos, actually, I have a gun. You want to just use that <laughs> can, I've learned how to use it. It's way easier hunting mice. <laughs> this owl successfully trained this owl to use a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> this owl actually turns to you and it says, I will help you. But I will call upon you for help as well. And it grabs the oil flask out of its hand. What was that Glides. name again? That was Ask Talon? Huh? Ask Talon or reasonably priced vengeance? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Indeed. And through the night glides and goes and drops this flask of oil as it shatters on the back of one of the dude's heads and flames just sort of roar up and catches his arm on fire. He's like, oh, dear, whatever God I worship. And he <laughs> runs to like panically towards the river. And the other guy's like, you fucking idiot. Just stop. And he starts chasing him, giving you an opening. All right. Does this, is this near us at all? Me and Shadow? Uh, I mean, I imagine the town's not very big. You might at least yeah. be able to hear it. So. Well, We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So Star is gonna grab Winthrop and say, "Well, that's some pretty reasonably priced vengeance." And then she runs into town with her. <laughs> Did you just get an owl to drop a flask on somebody? I'm a very persuasive cat. Now let's go. <laughs> we pan on over to Shadow and Flint. No Groth. Groth's in jail. It's <laughs> in jail. Fuck him. Um. Okay, you guys like this is your reunion. What uh, what happens? I mean, does does the dude being on fire raise any kind of ruckus? Like you don't our... see that at this point. Okay, that's fine. I think um, uh, Shadow just walks up to him like she's another guard, and like <laughs> coming to just piss too. <laughs> hey, we pissing with our wieners over here. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? I'm Us pissing men? here. I'm pissing here. <laughs> she squats. No, just kidding. Yeah, you're more of the alcohol beverage. Uh, How about the Mets? <laughs> Let's go Mets. Gotta love those Mets. I don't know what a Met is, but it's going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow's Box, like... You stick, out, you stick out like a sore thumb in that little cloak. As adorable as it is. How'd you make it this far? Uh... You know, I just just acted like I belonged. Yeah, I mean, seems like it's working, I guess. Uh, um, I gotta get Groth out. He's in there. Yeah, we we gotta get him out of here quicker than not because once that Inquisitor shows up, it's it's all gonna be over for the for the resistance. So, but the important part, and I don't know how you want to do this, but we need to make it look like I definitely did not help him. Well, Otherwise, my whole cover is going to be blown. I've already let one person get away. She ran to the woods. If Groth gets away under my watch, and it doesn't look bulletproof for me, I don't know, we don't know what bullets are, right? If it doesn't look airtight for me, then it's going to raise a lot of questions. Well, I mean, maybe you could just come with us. I think I'm more useful as kind of a double agent. You'll be okay, even if they don't think you helped? Oh, this is... Believe me, I'm more comfortable in this setting than I am back at the lab. Well, this I... is this is the kind of area that I can operate pretty effectively in. 
Is there a back door? Is there a back door? Shut up, Tanner. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <I> back door, <laughs> yes! Or a window, maybe? All the guards come running. Um, Flick gets way too excited. He starts yelling about back <laughs> While you're door. supposed to be <laughs> Is there a back door? You see him, like, carrying he him off. He's still yelling. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to, desperately trying to light his milk gar. Oh, fuck. Um, All right, yeah, go ahead. There is no back door. The, one of the reasons this place is so... Not only for the strategic value of having a mill to grind uh, um, grain, there is no back door. There is like a loading area, operating area, um, which is Window? like a second front door. The windows have been boarded up a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, because they've, they've kind of made this into like a makeshift stronghold. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's so meant to be only, very defensible. The only point of entry is the front door. The front door and a... a like loading dock side door it's like a garage door where you would go like inside this awninged area with two walls and then it, the building on another wall and a door there but there's definitely somebody there is it's, it open for it's me like outside? a it's actually probably more like a uh, a big gate rather than a door for like loading wagons and stuff while we're talking I'm continuing to mess with my sorcery points. So I am now using three sorcery points to get a second level spell slot. Okay. And then getting rid of my last first level spell slot to get one more sorcery point. Okay. Um, Shadow, I can make an opening in the side. Probably I can clear out the guards inside and then maybe get that side door open. Do you want to try to go in the side door or the front door? Well, if there might be people in the side door, the front door might be easier. It might be, if I can get rid of the guards inside. Well, I was kind of thinking that I could make it really, really dark in there. And then, if I could get up to Groth and get him unlocked, I could make us both invisible. That sounds... Sounds like a good enough plan to me. But um, um, do you know what his locks are like? He's Is he tied up or is he shackled? Do I have keys to his shackles? He is shackled, but you have the keys. You were the one who shackled him. Okay, I just didn't know if I still had access to those. I think playing in retrospect, you probably kept the keys. Sure. Um, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Shadow, I'm going to go around to the front door. I'm going to try to relieve the guards, get them to go take a break. Um, well, I will knock on the back wall when it is clear. You should be able to hear it. I mean, maybe you said that we can't let them know that you're involved. I have a plan for that. Don't worry. Are you sure? Because I could make some noise in a different place than I am. I Maybe I just go lean against the front and then make it sound like the next door building exploded. How about that's actually not a bad idea. How about I go talk to the guards and then you do that? If we can get them to leave of their own accord, it just covers my ass better. Who's got the higher passive perception? Shadow, I'm pretty sure. I have like 11. Mm. Yeah. I have 12. Nice. Shadow, you hear a sort of faint screaming coming off maybe a quarter mile away. And both of you hear it after a moment. And you look up and you see coming from the direction of the bar is a person who seems to be on fire running towards the Tybalt River. 
<laughs> I don't know. That imagery is just great. <laughs> Who seems to be emolliated, consumed like, by flames. Well, like, just picture this. Middle of the night, just this person screaming, just illuminating. <laughs> well, not going to get much better than that. Get ready to move. And then Flint's so, going to kind of, like, jog around to the front. Well, he goes running off. She'll go towards... The, are there other guards, like, running now that that's happening? Yeah, Flint's running around to the front, and whoever he can see is, Dear God, go help that man! Okay. They seem distracted. Uh, Flint, go ahead and do a persuasion with advantage. Okay. Uh, advantage roll. Um... 20, uh, flask 20. Okay, yeah, you clear the two guys out front immediately. They're like, oh my god, somebody's on fire! They start running that way. Um, same thing, Flint's gonna barge into the mill and just, and just say, uh, yeah, again, like, I don't know if they heard that somebody's yelling about people on fire, but mm -hmm. just say, you two, go see what that's all about! Alright, so I will just roll over your persuasion. They go out to... They actually kind of go out to the edge of the property, seeing the other two guys go ahead. They're not sure if they should leave, but they're definitely distracted in a yeah. way. Okay. So does okay. Shadow... Shadow was... To? Gave him probably like a 10 second head start. And then she started kind of like quickly walking around like she's coming out to see what's going on as another guard. Okay. I am going to need another performance check from you. Everyone's like, oh my god, they, on, they're baby. trying to put a oil fire out with uh, water. That is another... Uh, actually, I don't think it's the same as for It's a 22. <laughs> no. They're trying to put, put an oil fire out with water. More importantly, look at this. We are enlisting children into, the, <laughs> into our <laughs> ranks. This is a well, get our fire extinguisher and get our ass over there. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, you blend in. You're trotting along. What are you doing? Uh, when she gets to the front, does she see any guards? I mean, yeah, Flint's, like, probably at the front door kind of waving you in. Yep. Are the other two guards looking at her? <laughs> nope, they're distracted. Okay, she'll kind of duck in. Okay. Um, Flint's going to shut and bolt the door if it has a lock, and then hand Definitely you does. the key. Yeah, it's going to hand you the keys, Shadow. Uh, and so just, far... uh, turn to Grotze. Yeah, go ahead. So far, it definitely looks like you're helping me. Well, they can't see that. Groth, get ready to move. We're leaving. Or you're leaving. No. What? What? <laughs> I was spacing out there for a minute. Let's May go. Chance slaps him. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Groth has no idea this is happening. He's probably sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Did I hear a man yeah, no. screaming like he's on fire or something? <laughs> Shadowy hand just slaps you across the face, Groth. Wake up! Flint comes over and slaps you, too. <laughs> Groth, you understand? We're getting out of here. Wake up. <laughs> but yeah, no, you have the keys, Shadow, so. She'll go start unlocking them. Okay. Shh. Unlock the shackles. Cool. I'm going to help Groth to his feet. Okay. I'm just say, uh, sorry, sorry about all that business earlier. Had to make it look real. You understand the business. And oh, now I need you to reciprocate and make it look real. I need you to knock me out, like, for real. Give him a kiss. I'll, I'll do you one better, <laughs> and I just... Quicker than Flint can even fucking think about like bracing himself for the hit. He just, Groth just materializes his hammer in his hand and just whacks him across the face and then smashes the shackles to make it look like he broke out. Blink! <laughs> and that's <laughs> dead. Yeah, Flint, you just go to black. You smash the shackles looking like you broke out. Um, Shadow, what are you doing? Shadow's gonna be like, 
All right, we need to be quiet and reach out and touch Groth and turn us both invisible using two of my um, sorcerer points. Okay. And you vanish. And the last thing we see of you two this evening is a shot of from where Groth was like held and restrained, looking out towards the doors that swings open to this full moon and out into the darkness you guys go and the door shuts behind you and we pan right on back to Bo at Inara's Grove and this creature this woodland creature sort of, you know takes its hand and in a fascinating way, like, pushes its wooden fingers that sort of leave a splinter in your scalp a second, and you sort of jolt back from it, but pushes through your hair, and just feeling your hair in fascination, like, filled with wonder, and and it says, uh, You may rest here tonight, young man. This is a safe place for you, and I can see you look tired. Thank you for sharing your space with me. It's beautiful. I feel very lucky to have this opportunity. As do I, young man. Please, sleep on the clover. It'll be like a bed. And, young woman, you may join him. Any questions you have, I'll be here in the morning. You don't have to sleep um, in my bed. (laughs) No, you do. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the size of a twin. It'll be fine. No kiss. Plenty of room. Don't worry. I'll watch over you all night. <laughs> I'll be making. Razor Claw, go stand by the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you set down in, in the bed of cl- clover as we also see Star. You get to the bar with Winthrop and probably back to your room, laying on your bed. I imagine. Uh, Shadow, where are you and Groth going to rest? Uh, Shadow probably leaves that up to Groth. (laughs) Groth is going to look down the street and be like, holy shit, that's a mount on fire. We're going this way. (laughs) He's in the river. Exactly the opposite way. (laughs) Should we help him? (laughs) Should we help? Yeah. (laughs) Shadow's ideas would be either to stay just near the outskirts to keep an eye on Flint if he needs help, or head towards the resistance. But... Flint's napping. He's he's good. Yeah, Flint's knocked the fuck <laughs> out. He's, he's in a good good little sleep. No. I'm sorry, yeah, real across... fast. Uh, mm. Tanner, you're the head of your chair. You keep turning in such a way where it's it looks spooky, like a person. Yeah, yeah, I know. It keeps scaring me when I look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody behind you. I hate it. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Alright, so where are you guys sleeping? And Give me an answer. Uh, there's there's thick brush near the edge of town, right? If we'd like turn off the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and probably just crash out there. Okay. Sleep into maybe, the brush. Maybe, go maybe a couple hundred feet into the brush if I can. Okay. Go ahead and why don't you give me a survival check? You can do so at advantage under the premise of the other one helping you. You can do it. I'll roll it. That's an eighty. Okay. Yeah, you find a pretty pretty comfy hidden spot. Somewhere you think you could sleep without really, you know, getting injured by the brush or anything like that. And 
Oh, thank you, little one. That's the time does go to sleep over here. And I think you all, especially Flint, fall asleep very fast. As... <laughs> as Flint has to count one or two sheets. The full moon slowly fades and dawn begins to rise. And we'll pick this up next time on the reroll pod. That was good. That was a good ending. That was, that was yeah, good. Good app, Tanner. Well, a good escape. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.